Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About It, conversations with MRU counselors on managing your mental health, succeeding in school, and everything else you're too scared to ask. I'm your host, Angie Tarian, and in today's episode, I'm sitting down with Sonia Plasati to talk a bit about resilience, what it is, who has it, and how it is the key to success in the face of stress. Sonia Flasati is a Mount Royal counselor and psychologist, outdoor enthusiast, and all-around expert on resilience. She has learned not just to focus on the diagnosis, but all of its parts that often go unnoticed. She spends a great deal of time helping her students understand that achieving positive mental health isn't impossible, but that it's simply about finding the right tools to overcome life's challenges, no matter how small or big they may be. In this episode, we walk through the steps to building resilience and how knowing how to use it as a coping strategy can lead you to a healthier and more positive outlook on life. Keep in mind that for the interview, we were both wearing masks. Therefore, the audio might sound a little bit muffled. What does resilience look like to you? What does resilience? That's a great question. So I think if I think about resilience, it is that ability to kind of bounce back when we have adversity. And I think if you think about human, just what it means to be human, that there's the pains, there's the joys of of being human, um, that we all kind of have uh, um, experiences in our life. And it's around kind of how we bounce back, how we navigate um, adversities. Um, And it's about the things in in our lives that we can do to, to, to work through. Uh, the challenges that we that we have. So I think I think that's probably what I would would say that you know it's about navigating. It's about those experiences that we come through that we can learn from, so that as we move forward, uh, we might have different perspectives or different skills um, around navigating other challenges that we may face. Of course, of course. Um, and you know, there's so many different, ways to look at resilience. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, in your opinion, makes an individual resilient? Resilient people have great networks of support. So they're, they're connected with communities, with family, with, uh, with friends. Um, the other part of resilience, I would say that when we're, when we're facing difficult situations, and there might be a lot of emotion attached to them, that we have that ability to to regulate ourselves, right? So we're we're not overcome uh, with with uh, emotion. I think you know when we think about um, resilience, part of that is around communication, right? So how we could, our ability to communicate with with other people. So again, this might be around how you ask for support. It might be um, that ability to listen, right? So it's your that ability to kind of take in information, that ability to share information. Um, so again, that communication piece. People having a set of problem-solving skills as well, right? So there's um, so any kind of skills that help you to to work through um, your challenges or adversity. Um, it might be around, you know, as you're solving a problem, you might be able to identify what things are within your control as you deal with, uh, deal with things. Um, you might be able to identify a plan 
right? So I think maybe resilient people, part of that is they're able to come up with a, with a plan or with skills or resources. And maybe part of it is if you don't have access to those, um, you might be able, you might be in a place where you can ask uh, for, for those kinds of things. There's that ability to look after oneself. So um, there's, there's, you have a set of self-care um, abilities, right? So it's not just about um, kind of working through things, but sometimes it's about stepping back and looking after yourself. And then the last uh, piece I think about resilient people is this, uh, that maybe there's a set of, I don't know, ability to be aware. So you know what your strengths are, maybe you have an idea of where you, you might be struggling, right? So, um, and as I mentioned before, that may be part of that is self-awareness is uh, being able to know when to reach out for, for support. Mm -hmm, for sure. And in terms of like misconceptions that like surround the topic of resilience, like yeah. are there any that you can think of that you've encountered that have kind of just struck you and interested you because you thought, whoa, no way that people can believe this about resilience, yeah? yeah. yeah? So kind of the myths yeah. that we're talking yeah, exactly, about. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I think, what do I want to say? Uh, there's only one way to build resilience, right? So um, sometimes the myth is that it has to be done in a certain way. And I think if we think about resilience as a concept and what we can do to build it, it's multidimensional, right? There's many ways in which you can, you can, you can do it. So, um, uh, so lots of different things that people can, can do it. So there isn't one way to build resilience. Um, this idea that if you're resilient, uh, you don't have problems, you don't have stressors, there aren't uh, strains or difficulties. Um, and I think when, when we think about resilient people, um, they've become resilient because of the things that they've, they've experienced. So they're, they're not kind of free of, of these kinds of things. Um, so that would be another one. Uh, another one might, might be this idea that if you're resilient, when you do have challenges, you power through them, right? Um, so you're just gonna plow through them, you're just gonna continue to work. But I think as a part of being resilient, there's also this ability to recognize when you have to pause, when you have to rest, when you have to step back. So it's not all about, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, uh, well, I use the word plow through, but just kind of, just, just really kind of hammer away at it um, without, without stopping. And then the other thing I think about resilience, this idea that you're born with it. And I don't think that's true at all. I think resilience is something that, that you can build, right? Um, uh, that, 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 that you can build skills and perspectives. Um, so it's not just about that you've, you've been born with it. So I kind of think about that as well as maybe a potential myth. Mm -hmm. What long-term changes could somebody or like benefits could somebody see mm -hmm. um, as using resilience as a tool? Like if they start using it as a way to cope and yeah. all of that, what would be that benefit or the long-term changes they could yeah. see, right? Well, well, I think if you look at the research, um, resilience is related to better physical uh, and better mental health. So when people are able to, to cope with adversity in a positive way, we can see it 
and it's it's health benefits. So one of the the links to health is in longevity, in in terms of kind of um, just people's long I guess longevity is what I want to say. It's also been uh, found to be negatively correlated with things like depression and anxiety. Um, and then on the other side of the coin, positively correlated with with positive indicators of, of mental health. So things like um, uh, better life, better life satisfaction, uh, higher levels of subjective well-being. So how how well you kind of feel about um, how you're living. So the, the well-being and positive emotions. So things like hope, right? Hope and optimism. It's linked there. Um, there's a little bit of research that I that I came across um, in terms of that it that it might offset factors um, that increase mental maybe mental health uh, the risk of mental health uh, challenges such as trauma and bullying right mm -hmm. so um, so yeah so lots of benefits from both uh, physical and um, uh, mental mental health as well yeah yeah for sure I just you know there's one thing it's just popping into my mind that with respect to students and um, resilience is that um, students if you think about exams and that could be you know again for many students kind of uh, adversity but students who when they're approaching exams if they're able to kind of embrace that exam anxiety um, so maybe kind of seeing it as a challenge um, it's linked with better grades um, and feeling less emotionally exhausted after an exam so so lot, lots of benefits for for ourselves you know and if we think about um, you know again uh, with with resilience and if you have really good social resilience connection with with people um, so we know that social connections that people have with family, friends, community, that this is a buffer um, against things like depression. So, um, so lots, lots and lots of uh, benefits that, that one, could, one could see, absolutely. I was wondering, was there ever like something very specific that you would like talk to your clients with, uh, like revolving around resilience? Like, for example, like a mantra that suits resilience or like... Um, like an everyday activity that they could do to kind of build on it or yeah. um, to use it as a coping tool? Like, is there like a lesson yeah. in particular that you would uh, teach your clients well, over time? You know, I do a, a webinar. Well, it's a webinar now, but it was a workshop that uh, uh, myself and a, a colleague developed called Happiness and Resilience. And one of the, the pieces of research that we talk about in that webinar is this, uh, it's called the three to one ratio. So it's a ratio of this idea in order to flourish, um, ensuring that you kind of have more kind of positive experiences that help to offset negative. So it's a three to one ratio. And the idea is that when you experience things that might be challenging, that you're building in or that you have experiences that help to offset. And so there's this ratio. So sometimes I'll talk about this ratio um, uh, that, that helps us to flourish, right? So it helps us to be in a really good state of, of well-being. Um, and when I'm talking about the ratio, we might talk about, 
you know, kind of the the emotional experiences that 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 help us to flourish. So, um, looking at um, when you kind of create opportunities for gratitude in your life, opportunities where you have a sense of pride, or ensuring you have experiences in life that. Um, trigger interest, things that really engage your your attention, um, experiences of love. Um, so kind of thinking about kind of these different experiences, um, how you might create them, right? In in order to kind of help you move to a to a state of flourishing. So I talk a little bit about if you Google uh, three to one ratio. Um, by uh, Barbara Fredrickson was the person who came up with this ratio. So that's kind of a neat, I like to talk about that ratio with, with, with students. Just like Sonia explained, that three to one ratio is a concept made by Barbara Fredrickson, a positivity researcher at the University of North Carolina. Finding a balance between the negatives and the positives of everyday life isn't always easy. That three-to-one ratio encourages people to make it a habit of rewriting the story negativity bias tells them and being more aware of the things that are negative that surround them. This allows people to flip their perspectives on life and ultimately overcome the obstacles that are holding them back. Use that three-to-one ratio when you are feeling like life is just too much. Now back to Sonia. So first and foremost in, in wellness, we have... Um, health services and in health services, there there are physicians and mental health nurses who, um, uh, where you can initiate those conversations around mental health. In counseling, uh, we have uh, psychologists and social workers, and and this is kind of what we do. Our our business is to um, broker connections with students and really help help them to to kind of navigate around. Um, uh, things that might be interfering with their 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 well-being, so that that's, would be through our office, and then other resources on on campus. Uh, so I think of through access and inclusion. Um, they run a number of uh, 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 support groups for for students. Um, I think of the Pride Center. Um, they have a group on Thursdays that's really oriented towards kind of support and building community. So again addressing kind of if people are, are feeling socially isolated, that's the power of any su support kind of group. Um, I think about resources through um, like the International Center, uh, and they have a global wellness group. And again, it's for, again, to support students who might be feeling disconnected. Um, so again, these resources that build community, resources that directly um, address kind of mental mental health, uh, your well-being. Um, those would be the the main ones that that come to come to mind for me. We have the 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 center. Pardon me. Um, it's the Office of Student Success. So again, if you're if you feel like you're struggling a bit academically, they're a great uh, center to connect with, and they'll they'll help. Um, I I work with students to identify resources that. That kind of fit with their with their circumstances, but again, their 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 focus is to really help students be successful in in university. So I think Mount Royal um, has a lot of really wonderful 
resources. And the thing I've been working at Mount Royal for uh, 20 years now, and uh, I, I, I don't think, I think I will probably retire from here. And part of it is, I think, the values that um, our department has, the values of the University of a whole, is that um, we're a community. And um, just in terms of the philosophy around supporting students in, in their success. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. You know, I'm quite biased because I really like you. And I think that you have amazing answers and you're just, I feel very like natural to have a conversation with yeah, you. So you. for any student that would listen to this podcast and would be like, oh, I really want to meet her. She sounds perfect yeah. for me. Where can they find you or contact you on? Yeah. So I work in counseling. And so probably the best ways to kind of get, to get in connection with me or I work with an awesome team of, of professionals is um, calling, calling our office. Our office is, the phone number is on online um, or simply walking over into our office. We've got a nice, really nice front, front desk staff who will help you kind of get the appointments that, that you need to get you booked in if you're looking to kind of connect one-to-one. That was Mount Royal Counselor Sonia Felisati, a true expert on resilience. Thanks again for listening to Let's Talk About It. I'm Angie Tarian. This episode was produced by Jaslyn Bangu. The series is powered by Shaw and part of the Community Podcast Initiative based out of MRU. It was produced on Treaty 7 territory, where we are grateful for the opportunity to create, learn, and grow. Since mental health is a universal issue, we hope all voices can enjoy the land with continued respect and appreciation for the people who call it home. Special thanks to our partner, MRU Counseling Services, and of course, to Sonia Flasati for joining me. You can learn more about MRU Counseling and book a free appointment at mru.ca slash counseling. That's counseling with two L's. You can also follow at MRU Livewell on Instagram for more resources and wellness events on campus. Be sure to subscribe to the show to get to know MRU counselors and hopefully learn a little bit more about yourself. And don't forget, if you're struggling, reach out. Don't be afraid to talk about it.